Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Guys like, yeah, 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 I have not gone. And then, you know, all the time goes by, all the time goes by. Nobody, like Russ never calls uh, Marshawn. So he, Marshawn goes back to the team staff. He goes, yo, did, Russ, you gave, did you give Russ my number? He never called me. He's like, yeah, did you not, did it not come through? He goes, I got, I had a call from a blocked number. He goes, oh yeah, that was Russ. That was Russell Wilson. He calls people from blocked numbers. That's Russell Wilson. What a weirdo. What a like what a strange ass dude, man. That's your teammate. It's your starting running back who's awesome, by the way. How do you not how do you not have his number and vice versa? Like that's just that's t- mm. but but that's a beautiful to me snapshot into the guy. Russ Wilson is, and, and it's no shock to me that Sean Payton, who is a no-nonsense type dude, is having a really hard time with him. Well, part of that is what goes around comes around. You should have shut your mouth, should have kept your mouth shut in terms of code yeah, that's and true. bad coaching that's job. True. So that, I don't that, feel, I agree I don't, with that. Believe me, I believe this is on Russ, but I don't feel sorry for Sean Payton. Agreed. Like, that comes back around. That's all that is. Um, you know, that's karma, if nothing else. That said, um, you know, again, the ownership group's going to side with Sean. And the fact is, they're so bad that they could be in the running for one of these great quarterbacks. And that's the thing. You, you, you tell me that you're going to give me a competent quarterback with Sean Payton, and I'm going to buy into it. And so what it's going to end up doing is spelling the end for us. And, again, you look around the rest of the league, and who? Atlanta or somebody? Hell, they, you know, uh, people are texting me, man, Ritter, Ritter's winning game. Again, you're going to go with what's winning right now. And they should go, text you're you gonna that. Go to, you're going to go with somebody who's going to be willing to run the system and take what the defense gives them. Russ looks unwilling. Again, he looks unwilling. He's resistant to change. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, he doesn't have anybody to point the finger at, you know. Mm. Tough, dog. What a weird teammate. You don't even have his number and vice versa. Don't understand it, Jay Smooth. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the early success and the all of oh, it, went, no it, it went to his there's head. No and you, we crowned him as this great. And, you know, it can go to your head, man. And you're, you know, and then all of a sudden, the way you do things is the right way. And you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not open to change because you won. You know, a, a certain kind of way. Exactly. But, you know, the best are, are capable of that. And, it, and if last year wasn't humbling enough yeah. for him to realize, man, I got to change something, then, brother, you it, it, you ain't long for this league. Nope. Not at all. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do, Jay. Come get Jimmy. Come on, get Jimmy G, man. We got him. No, we'll the Broncos are going to lose enough that they're going to get one of these quarterbacks in the draft. That's right. That's, that is May what's going to happen. Man, what a mess. What a disaster that has turned out to be, my guy. So they're they're going to have a lot of money lost on his contract. Oh I'm sure, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure it's they can get right off of it though. It ain't your money, thank God. 
I mean, it, you know, so yeah, they'll. they'll he's not. He's not, is, is he still top? He's not top ten anymore, is he? I think he's moved out of that because yeah, of like yeah. Burrow deals, Herbert uh-huh. deals, Hurts deals, yeah. all that. Yeah. So they'll move. They'll, and they'll be willing to do it because they're going to have a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal, uh, and they'll be willing to you know just move off of Russ and pay whatever's left guaranteed on the rest of that contract. Yeah, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up right but now. But Sean will get him out of there. He Burrow, won't have him anywhere near. He's top ten. Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar, Jalen, Aaron, then Russ. So he's hanging on there. He's hanging on, but he'll be out soon. Um, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're going to have to bite the bullet on yeah. that contract. Yeah. And going to be willing to do it because they're going to go get one of these rookies. They'll be bad enough to do that. Man, it's crazy. It, it's about, some of these I, I thought that situation would, would be able to, you know, this off. I, I will give credit to our, our 125 guest, Jason Fitz. Didn't think it was going to work from the get-go. Uh, I thought that was one where Russ would be willing to be reprogrammed mm-hmm. because of what had happened to him here of late. Uh, but it doesn't look like it's going to work out that way. Yeah, Lamar, fourth-highest paid quarterback in the league and mustered 10 points yesterday against the Steelers. I know that's an AFC North game and weird things happen, but he did cost him with that red zone interception. Yeah. I mean, he missed kind of a fumble missed, in that game, too. Yep, missed say. a few throws. I mean, whew, tough. Only but three you, quarterbacks in the top ten have won Super Bowls. What you can't do if you're, if you're Baltimore and that coaching staff now is point to the weapons and say, well, maybe we're letting him down there. He's got weapons, dude. Zay Flowers, dude, he targets like 12 times, only hits him about five or six of them. Yep, true. Like, Odell's out there. I know he's not the same, but yep. you, you got you got a tight end now. You yeah. can't keep pointing and saying I don't have weapons. And at some point, yep, your former MVP is going to have to throw uh, throw you to a win. I just don't. Lamar ain't doing it. No, you're exactly right. Uh, anyway, we got some disrespect dogs to hand out. Some respect burgers. We're going to do that when we come back. Uh, and then Jason Fitz is going to join us at 125. Stick around. Jason DeJohn, Audi Turn FM, ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on Memphis's Sports Station, 92.9 FM ESPN. Black Tie Movement has changed moving in the city of Memphis. They're the best in town. 
So when you're moving, you're not just moving things, you're moving pieces of your life. Black Tie gets that, man. They show up when they say they're going to show up. They show up and they stay on budget. They get it done fast. So you can go about your day, get everything else figured out in the move. They're the best in town. Call them. 316-6196 is the phone number. Book your move. Always books up fast. I've used them twice. I'll use them third time if I ever need to, and I might. So, if you want a team that's going to be professional, it's going to show up when they say they're going to show up, and it's going to stay on budget and have no surprises for you at the end, that's Black Tie. Book your move now. Moving season's always here. 316-6196. is Black Tie moving, changing, moving in the city of Memphis. Usually on Mondays, I get on the big green egg that I've got in the back of my Cordova Mansion. It's actually not a mansion. Um, just bigger than what we had in Raleigh. Very grateful for it. Uh, what I do is get on the big green egg. I pat out some hamburgers, and I sprinkle them with respect. We do it again every week on Monday. We call it Respect Burgers. Let's do it. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show, Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give them this one now because I had been, uh, I've been watching this Georgia football team and saying, do not necessarily look like they've got the, uh, the look of a champion this year. And uh, most recently, it was after that uh, 27-20 win uh, at Auburn. They were able to come out of Auburn with that victory, but it wasn't very impressive. They had lost some first-place votes, even though still there at number one. And uh, what happens this week? Enrolls a Kentucky team that appears to have quite a bit of momentum. Uh, 5-0 and and everything else, running the ball well and ranked number 20 in the country. And what does Georgia do? Uh, this one wasn't close at all. They absolutely rolled Kentucky uh, to the point that they were up 34-7 to at the half. Uh, Carson Beck was fantastic, but just about everybody was. Beck, though, we said, remember, remember Mr. College Football before the season uh, telling us, too, here on the, uh, the show, uh, Mr. Barnhart, that, uh, y'all going to see an athlete in Carson Beck. The rest of the nation's going to see it when we get in there. We were asking him the question, uh, you know, can you just plug in a guy for Stetson Bennett and be as dominant as you were last season? And Tony Barnhart's point was that Carson Beck's going to be pretty damn good. Now, they, you know, you, you say they played a bunch of cupcakes this year. But, again, this Kentucky team was certainly playing well coming into this one, had taken care of all the business in the world, and Beck goes 389 yards, four touchdowns. Brock Bowers, seven catches for 132 yards. And like we said, Georgia absolutely cruises 51-13 to 13 over this number one, uh, this number 20-ranked Kentucky team uh, in that one. Again, it was the first 600-yard performance for Georgia since 2020. Remember last year when Georgia rolled uh, won it all uh, for the second straight time, and I was rolling my eyes when Kirby Smart was saying folks didn't believe. Mm-hmm. Right? He was using the outside noise of folks doubting. I said, man, come on. Whoever, whoever doubted you. But what you got to give Kirby Smart for uh, credit for is his, uh, his ability to motivate, yep. right? To find something. And whether you're not, you or I are buying into it or not doesn't matter. It's, it's getting that team to buy in. And, again, coming off what was – uh, a, a close game at Auburn and, 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 and you know some struggles this season certainly uh, you have the best performance of your year so you've got to respect number one right now and 
I don't know. You look around the rest of the country, there's a lot of inconsistency. Uh, but one thing that's uh, getting it done every week is this Georgia Bulldogs football team. We'll see what they do. Expect that to continue next week against Vanderbilt. Uh, it will not get much tougher than Florida, Missouri. None of those teams going to challenge this Georgia team. And I guess uh, when they get Ole Miss in there, uh, Tennessee the week after that, then that one's at Tennessee. I once had much higher hopes for the balls in that game than I do now. Man, it's a good chance Georgia running this, uh, run the table uh, with this SEC schedule again. Yeah, uh, nobody really scares you with the rest of this schedule, but perhaps, uh, perhaps we'll see Lane Kiffin step up again. That one's in Georgia, uh, so it's going to be tough for Ole Miss. And then again, they go to Tennessee. They finish out at Georgia Tech. Which, by the way, did you? See, we didn't speak of that. Did you see what happened in the Miami game at Georgia Tech? We're going to get to that. Some, oh. That's a proper disrespect, dog. Didn't know you were going to go there, but it makes a lot of sense if you if you are. In this case, uh, first respect burger of the week goes to Georgia. They were absolutely tremendous. I suspect this is going to continue. Second respect burger, still college football, but back here at home. And am I convinced that Ryan Silverfield is the guy for this job for sure going forward? Programs in the best hands, probably not there yet. But what I said before the season is Ryan Silverfield had to get the program back to a point uh, that it's at right now, where going into this Friday nationally televised game against Tulane, you've got some excitement. You've shown that you're one of the better teams, I would say one of the top two teams in the AAC. This is where you needed to be because the resources that what you've put into this program say you should be here. This is a bad bad conference both on the the football side and on the basketball side this is about football there's you and there's Tulane right now yep. and I think for the most part in going four and one through this schedule and playing your your one loss Missouri uh, within seven points Ryan Silverfield has done what he needed to do uh, in terms of getting here four and one going into this Tulane game where you're three point dogs uh, in this game you've done what you needed to do and then you go out and I liked the move last week. I was out. John talked about it. You guys talked about it. I like the move to go out and buy tickets, you know, for for your, you know, for your students, anything else. He purchases fifty thousand dollars worth of tickets last week to get people out to this game. That's going above and beyond to me. That's 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 a guy who recognizes he's got an issue in terms of the connection between him and the fan base and is going out besides the product, doing something else about it, spending his own money on that 50000 in your own pocket. Some of y'all might say that's a drop in the bucket. Uh, it's more than some coaches in in, uh, in Ryan Silverpill's position have 100%. done before. And so what I do is respect the fact yes. that he's put this team in this position. Again, am I convinced? Not quite yet. A win against the Tulane team that's coming in again, 4-1, and one, has had the time off, has got its quarterback. Uh, might go a long way in terms of doing that for me. It ain't going to be about convincing me. It's what you've uh, what you've convinced the boosters at this point. And what we know is that Ryan Silverfield's good at home, 19-4, and four, as the head coach uh, of the Tigers at Liberty Bowl Memorial, excuse me, Simmons Bank, Liberty Stadium. I, I, I went back a few years uh, there. Uh, but I, what I respect is the position he's put this team in now going into this game and, again, going out of his way to get some more butts and seats come this Friday. That game will be on ESPN. Um, only last thing to know on this one, not to put any undue pressure on you, but the Tigers are undefeated when you appear there at Simmons Bank. This is a Friday night, They're a little undefeated. bit different. Uh, will you be there is the only question for Tulane. That's the plan. The plan is for me to be in the building, man. You know I like to go and show my support. Uh, tickets have been procured, so it's a matter of uh, getting my uh, happy ass there. So, Well, that's good news for Ryan Silverfield and the crew then. Again, this Congratulations, team. Congratulations, Ryan. 2-0 when, uh, when John Martin is there. And did, I say, did I say, is it three, three and a half or is it three? What's the line right now? Uh, it's three and a half right now. Okay. Yeah. I think I said three. 
So it's gone from four to three, then back up to three and a half. Ding. And some movement. So uh, it could be, you know, dissenting opinions. Perhaps. You know, uh, but, but you know, some people are telling me that uh, nobody took any money at four. They just adjusted it. They felt like they uh, adjusted it too high and that the money has been consistent on Tulane after that. So, you know, it just depends on what's true and what's not. What's fat, What's fiction? You know what I mean? Yep. I, I, don't, I, don't, I do not know, my brother. Uh, moving on, but staying in college football, a respect burger in order for one Dylan Gabriel, who we remember well around these parts when he was uh, putting up big numbers for UCF. Uh, an absolute stud uh, performance over the weekend in the Red River Red River rivalry. Uh, his Oklahoma team knocking off Texas, number three Texas at that point, 34-30 to 30 in that game. Remember, Gabriel did not play last year. Some will not remember that he got a concussion the previous week. And once uh, the Sooners got to that game, uh, they ended up not showing up. 49-0 loss to Texas last year. So a lot was riding on this one. And certainly for Dylan Gabriel in this performance, after coming over from UCF, won to play in this rivalry game, gets his chance, and what does he do? He absolutely shines. 23 of 38 for 285 yards. Made some pretty unbelievable uh, plays and throws in this game. One touchdown to go with that 285. Also ran for 113 yards and a score in that game. Again, missed last year's game because of a concussion. You saw how emotional he was about the win afterwards, just talking about you know everything. Uh, well, uh, he got into representing Hawaii in terms of representing Hawaii quarterbacks and how much that meant to him. But just the chance to contribute to this uh, to this win, you could tell, meant an absolute ton to him. And again, a Texas team that some folks were you know arguing whether or not was the best team in the country at this point had been playing well. Um, you absolutely offensively get what you want, and the Oklahoma Sooners, you know, now look like they're back and they're back with a. Uh, with Dylan Gabriel, so you got to tip your cap to uh, to him and his performance. I just appreciated the emotion, appreciated the passion which which with which he played uh, in that game. And then finally, um, we discussed this one at length, so it's no surprise. But I think you have got to give a respect burger to the San Francisco 49ers for that performance. Again, I I, I gave a little uh, gave a little bit of my juice away there, but uh, part of the deal, like we, if you watched Fred Warner in that San Francisco defense last night. It feels like we spend more time talking about Micah Parsons, who, don't get me wrong, is fantastic, and we compared him to Lawrence Taylor and you know the best defensive players in the league. But right now, the best defense is clearly the San Francisco 49ers. It's, it's, it's more than just Warner. It's Bosa and everybody else. But what I love is like he doesn't go out seeking it. He doesn't exactly. say, hey, you guys aren't – he just goes out and does his job every week. And what you'll find is whether it's you know chasing down a quarterback or a lot more times he's out covering uh, running backs in the flat and everything else – Warner in this defense, they just seem to have everything covered. And, boy, were they all over Dak. And that offense, again, uh, three interceptions for Dak Prescott last night. This San Francisco team in that 42-10 win just put down its – felt like it put down its fist. Yep. As not just the best team in the NFC, but I think right now the best team overall in the NFL. Shanahan just looks so comfortable in terms of the play calling. Again, you, you come into a game where Kittle hasn't caught a touchdown. Last night he catches what it feels like an easy three. It just feels like they can feature a different guy every week. Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, they're just absolutely loaded. And, um, man, they are, they, I'll be honest with you, they're fun to watch yeah. because they're so dominant on both sides of the ball right now. So, again, i got to give a respect, Burger, to the San Francisco 49ers for the domination uh, that was Sunday night football last night. Yeah, uh, it was. And a disrespect, like as you mentioned, Mario, what are you doing, buddy? Uh, Mario Cristobal, um, 
And I got to tell you, I was um, I was sitting with uh, a good friend of mine who will remain nameless, who live bet Miami plus one and a half. Sick. Sick. He could not believe it. So did he know what crystal balls that he does that? Oh, he, well, no, he did not. Wouldn't you write? Wouldn't you? You have no idea because you think everybody, you know, everybody just don't follows common, common sense. sense. Exactly. So if you missed it, uh, which I can't believe you you have, but Miami was up twenty to seventeen on Georgia Tech um, at the end of that game with about forty seconds left. Georgia Tech had no timeouts. It was third down. Uh, if Georgia Tech simply kneels, uh, the game will end. Uh, instead, they chose to run the ball. Uh, with the clock running, the running back fumbled the ball. Uh, Georgia Tech recovered. I will say, bad break on the on the fumble. He he was down, right? I, I know that's separate of the the, the discussion. Yeah. But he was that that was a pretty unfortunate rule there uh, ruling. I mean his 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 elbow to me was pretty clearly down, but I guess it wasn't just enough to overturn. But that's what you subject yourself to when you do stupid things like that, unnecessary things. You leave it up to chance. You leave it up to somebody else mm. to decide your fate. Uh, two plays later, <laughs> two plays later from basically their own 30-yard line, uh, Georgia Tech goes 70 yards and gets the walk-off touchdown on a on a quarterback rollout with the guy wide open in the end zone. Game over. Georgia Tech pulls off a one-in-a-million chance comeback uh, thanks to some stupidity from Mario Cristobal. There's just no justification for that. And he, and he said that, and in fairness, he's been saying it all, that there's no rationalization of that. There's no, um, there's no explanation. There's no good answer or reason as to why they did that. It was just a blind spot by, the, by a coach who should know better in that situation. Um, like the other, the other times, like I, I don't know if it was – Well, a, then your defense had to let you down pretty bad too. Oh, it was just a so – I mean, he blew it with the – Your defense shouldn't even be back on the field. I mean – uh, they shouldn't, but you, but that guy shouldn't be behind your defense. Either. Yeah, like, it, it makes no you know, sense. Like, why are you not playing? playing you prevent? open the door to it. It's but called prevent on. defense, bud. Yeah. Like, what what are we it's doing? Two here? different things. There. Yeah, you, if Look. they if they they're going, they have to go seventy yards. Yeah, you know, let's play prevent after you've blown it. Yes, and you shouldn't have blown it, but then um, your defense blows. He's it. He's still the coach, but man, that is uh that is as egregious and as bad of coaching and college was the dumbest sport for reasons like, like that would never happen in the NFL right not a chance there's no way that would ever happen in the National Football League where they'd be running the ball right there was just no that's I don't what Staley might do something stupid like that I don't know there I, might be one I don't maybe know Mike McDaniel uh, I don't even, know even he's Josh uh, he's, too, he's too smart Mike's too smart even Josh he's McDaniel Staley. wouldn't do that Josh wouldn't, wouldn't do that Josh might do it Neil bro there's no reason to run the ball literally not a single not a single, not one, uh, and that's why it's so hard to understand. Like, what were you? And he didn't. He, he didn't even have an answer. Is it possible that he didn't know? He didn't know that the the uh, you know the play clock was forty seconds. Is it possible that he thought Georgia Tech had a time? I, I just don't know. I don't know uh, what the hell is wrong with that dude. He he must have got that's a seventeen. That's his philosophy. The, he doesn't kneel. What what a, what a stupid philosophy what an all-time dumb philosophy to well, have it's never cost you and at some point it probably was and now yeah. it's gotten you there's a reason why everybody you've gotten does to this it. point and that hasn't yeah been you you know before that you've gotten to this point and still employ that philosophy like, why am i uh you know a lot of times it'll happen like in madden right like you'll be playing somebody in madden and like they'll they'll have an obvious victory you know and instead of kneeling it down they'll try to like you know pass and yeah, just throw run. that thing run it up on you and i and i'll be i love it when they do that because it gives me a chance to pick it off 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and you gave Georgia Tech a chance there. Like, Mario Cristobal managed that game like he was playing Madden, bro. I mean, it, you know, it's just egregious. Uh, and so, yeah, he still has a job today. I don't know why, but he does. Uh, and that was as bad of a decision as you will ever see at this level in coaching that took place on Saturday night. All right, we'll come back. Jason Fitz going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the NFL, college football, more. Stick around. Jason and John, I'm trying to find me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on Memphis's Sports Station, 92.9 FM ESPN. Jason Fitz is a host for Yahoo Sports, Fox Sports Radio. I saw him talk college football betting with Pam Maldonado. He's all over the internet, this guy. He's all over the radio airwaves in Memphis on Mondays at this time. He joins us now. Fitz, what it do, baby? Let's just uh, get the, the biggest thing out of the way here. God, do I hate Monday Night Football. Like, I don't like anything about Monday Night Football. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, Sunday night is the cap of it all. Sunday night. The overlords have, have taken him off the airwaves. Fitz, we got you. There he is. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Do you, you have me? Again, again, you, you really disturbed the, uh, you know, the meet overlord media gods with that coming out of the gate like that. But yeah, go ahead, happens, please. You know, ESPN is still hacking my phone. That's well, right. I'm, just, I'm saying at some point, like you sit around all day Sunday, you can't participate in the magic. You don't get to experience the joy of Sunday. You're just sitting there waiting for your team to play. At least on Thursday, you know you're like the appetizer, a really good appetizer. But like by Monday, 
everybody's a little bit like they're a little bit over it. Like Monday Night Football, it's the worst when your team is playing on Monday Night Football because you don't get say fun. You wouldn't be saying that if the Raiders were awesome. You'd you, we'd be we'd be saying how great this is, but because they suck, we don't look forward to it. No, like I'm telling you, Sunday Night Football. Sunday night football is where it's at, right? I like, agree. Sunday that's night, the best. I agree. Sunday night's the best. Yes, agree there. You sit around all day, like now you don't even have fantasy football to distract you. Just gonna sit there and you're gonna watch one. Like Thursday night football is more exciting because by Thursday you've got the itch again, right? You need that itch fed. You're mm-hmm. like, I've got to give. It. You'll sit there and watch the worst Thursday night football game. Everybody does it every mm-hmm. week, but on Monday night you're like, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm probably gonna watch it, but we'll see how the game plays. I'm just. I'm just echoing what America knows that a Monday night, Monday night football is now like the fourth best day to watch football. Okay, so uh, let's just address the elephant in the room here. Uh, it's a it's a big one for the Raiders. They have found themselves as favorites in this game for some reason, uh, but they are. Maybe it's because Aaron Jones is not expected to play for the Packers, which I do find to be a pretty big break for the Raiders in this one. Um, do you expect a win tonight? Yeah. I'm actually pretty confident in this game. I, the, the Packers are don't, – don't look at the record. Watch the games, right? Like, if you go back and look at it, who are the Packers? Who have they beat? They beat an abject disaster of a Bears team when they were at least an abject disaster. Maybe things are starting to turn around. And then an epic comeback to take it to the Saints, which uh, the Saints I don't think are a particularly good football team. Like, the, the Bears are a couple of plays – or the Packers, I should say, are a couple of plays away – from being irrelevant at this point. Like, I don't think the Packers are all that. Like, Jordan Love had so low, such low expectations that mediocrity is being praised like in Super Bowl caliber play. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fine. Uh, but the Packers don't have guys that scare you all the way across the board. I, I think the Raiders win this football game. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, just on the Packers, like, it's hard, to, uh, it's hard to know exactly how to gauge them. You know, like, I, th- they could be good, they could be bad. I don't know. Like, you know, the Saints game was a miracle comeback after Carr went out. Uh, you know, they were leading the Falcons on the road, but ultimately lost that game by a point. The Falcons are great at home. You mentioned the win against the Bears. And then the, the losing to the Lions at home I don't think is any kind of, you know, embarrassing thing because the Lions look like the third-best team in the NFC. So I feel like we've gotten, you know, we've gotten some sort of um, extreme results on both sides, so it's hard to know uh, exactly whether they're good or bad. I mean, I, I don't I, I'm, I'm I could go either way on this one, quite frankly. I just – do you really think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to all of a sudden like be good? Because he's been so bad. He's been really, really bad in the games that he has played. Yeah, I don't think he's suddenly going to be good. But also, I don't think the Packers are, are as much of a threat. Like We live in a world where there's a handful of football teams that are great and a handful of football teams that are god-awful. And I would argue that every single 1-4 team right now in the league deserves to be 1-4. Every single one of them is god-awful, right? So we've got some bad football teams, and we've got some great football teams. The rest of it is just mediocrity beating up on mediocrity. So, like, we're at that spot where, you know, to use a college football analogy, we're trying to figure out who the best is in the SEC when the fact is most of these teams are sort of middle of the pack. Most of these teams are Auburn. Like, they'll beat you some weeks, they'll lose to you some weeks. And that's where most of it is. So in a matchup world, frankly, I don't think Jimmy G is great, but I don't think Jimmy G has to be great to beat the Packers. So, you know, this is just, this is two mediocre teams going at it. And the Raiders game plan is going to be what the Raiders game plan is every week. They're going to try to run the football, which they did effectively near the end of the game against the Chargers. And if Josh Jacobs can get the same sort of target share that he had last week, yeah, the Raiders win. Come on now. Um, Mike McCarthy, you got to. I mean, he's got to get the majority of the of the blame for that embarrassment yesterday, as opposed to to Dak Prescott, right? I mean, I, I realize Dak threw three interceptions, but when you're dominated on both sides of the ball, 
uh, the way his team was. I just I look at McCarthy, who you've already made Kellen Moore a scapegoat. Um, he's the one that this has got to fall on, right? Yeah, 100%. And by the way, the stupidest thing that any coach did this weekend in the NFL, the dumbest thing any coach did was not decide not to help the offensive line against an epic pass rush. Like, the fact is, go back and watch some of what, you know, Shanahan was doing for the 49ers. And I, they gave us a really interesting stat in the, in the Sunday night game that they should have spent more time on. The three teams that have the most pre-snap motion in the NFL, the number one team is Miami, number two is San Francisco, number three is Kansas City. What do they have in common? They all know how to get their best players open, right? Yep. So San Francisco was doing a combination of unique motion and then a combination of chipping from every possible way to slow down Parsons. Like they have one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, and they were still even giving him help. And then what were the Cowboys doing? They were turning around and saying, hey, you know what, uh, we're just – we're going to go ahead and look at this. This The Cowboys were basically saying, we'll put somebody with the bum ACL one-on-one with some of the best and just figure it out. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I don't – that's poor coaching. Poor coaching, poor scheme, poor game plan. Yeah, it was a uh, – I, I, it was a throttling. There, there's, no, uh, there's no doubt about that. Hey, um, what do we make of, of the Baltimore Ravens? Like, I know they lost, and, like, I don't, I don't really um, – I don't really hold that too much against them. I mean, it's a it's a road game against a divisional foe. Like that happens in the NFL. But you know, in terms of like who they are and and and, and what they can do, like what is their ceiling? Is it is it Super Bowl? Is it is it less than that? Like, what do you make of the Ravens? I think the Ravens' loss on Sunday was one of the most disappointing efforts we've seen from an offense in a long, long time. And you know, I you just got to. I know the Steelers' defense is good. That's fine. But Todd Munkin was supposed to come in and reinvent this offense, and instead everything's out of sync. Todd Munkin was supposed to come in and make the weapons look spectacular, and instead nobody looks good. Lamar doesn't look comfortable. The the Ravens look sort of lost in this. And how you lose to an injured Kenny Pickett, how you leave George Pickens that wide open, how you blow that game, like that's the sort of game that makes me wonder how good you really are. Like right now in the AFC, there are three teams we know are very good. We know that the Bills are very good. I know they lost. We know the Dolphins are very good. And we know the Chiefs are going to be very good, even if they don't look like it. We can give benefit of the doubt to all three of those teams. I can't give benefit of the doubt to anybody right now in the AFC North, right? Like, I can't give benefit of the doubt to anybody in the AFC South. Like, it is it's really curious to me because right now, if I had to bet my house on whether or not the Ravens are a playoff team, I'm not comfortable with that bet. Like, we really trust that offense week in and week out. Like, we're just presuming because it's good coach and a name-brand quarterback that got paid, everything's going to work out. I'm not presuming that at all. Uh, this feels like maybe at the end of the year a, a good time to have the uh, – Bill Belichick has accomplished a ton in this league, but uh, you know he, he told us he wants to, to step away. Do you, do you think that ultimately will be – I mean, when you're getting shut out 34 nothing by the, by the Saints in New England – um, do you think that's the way this will play out at the end of the season, that, or, or or is there too much pride on the line for to expect Bill Belichick uh, to walk away when when Kraft would probably want him to? Yeah, I don't think Belichick's going to walk because I think he does have too much pride. I think Kraft has a responsibility to fire him. Agreed. I, I mean, I don't. I don't. That, at yeah. some point, I don't care what you did in the past for today. I care when I want to put you in the Ring of Honor. I care when when I want to put you in the Hall of Fame. I care what I want to have a great conversation about the greatest of all time. And, and I'll say it loudly and clearly. I think that the greatest head coach of all time in the NFL is Bill Belichick. I think that Bill Belichick right now is cooked. He's fried. Bill Belichick, the GM, has been terrible. Yep. Bill Belichick, the coaching hirer, has been awful. Like, 
how many things can make things awful for the Bel- like Mac Jones is by far the worst quarterback in his division right now, and that includes Zach Wilson. So, like, what are we talking about here? I, it, at some point, Robert Kraft has got to look in the mirror and say, no matter where you've got me in the past, what will for the next five years get me to the Super Bowl? And I don't see that answer with Belichick. Well, the problem is, if you look at the way the organization is built, there's several Belichicks on that coaching staff. Like, it's an overall total massive reset. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that another team should even look at bringing Belichick over because you'd be bringing the same thing over, like the same GM that's not good and the same hiring person that's not good. You'd just be hoping that he can coach you through that. I, I, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the hole that they are in right now is Belichick's fault. And the, the fact that he doesn't have enough talent to coach with is Belichick's fault. The fact is, unless he's willing to take a much different role where he has no control over the way the organization is being run and he's just a coach on Sunday, I wouldn't trust him to win a Super Bowl anymore. So while I can say he was the best of all time, I can also say right now, you know, it's a little like watching Fat Axel. Like Axel Rose can be really good. Nobody wants to see Fat Axel. Like sometimes you just lose your you lose your fastball. Like the new Rolling Stones record is really good. They haven't lost their fastball. Kudos to them. But there are plenty of old singers out there that don't sound as good as they did when they were young, and you have to look at it and say, hey, you're a Hall of Famer and great at what you do, but not great anymore. Bill Belichick's fastball was number 12. Yeah. That, right. that's, what, that's what this comes down to. He did lose it, and it was, it was his quarterback. And, look, I, I, I just I, – I, I don't know. My, my opinion of Bill is completely different, you know. It's completely different, and more so than any other sort of great coach that you think of, right? Like everybody has to have good players. I mean, that's just like, like Brock, I think Brock Purdy is a is actually like a great quarterback, but he's also got great players and a great offensive line and a great defense and all those things. So it's all. I, I think Bill was more dependent on his on having great players than maybe any other coach that you talk about in that discussion, um, because we've. The drop off has just been enormous, you know, and he hasn't. It's it's not so much. Of course, the drop off was enormous, but it's 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 sort of his own actions, right? It's it's what he in the way that he has failed to evolve and adapt, and his stubbornness, I think, is really a huge. Like that to me is a big argument, and a big strike against your argument as you know, best coach uh, in the NFL and football history. Is like just how 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 left behind this dude is. I think the the hard part about it is you're right in everything you just said about Brady. And we can't speak out of both sides of our mouth. Like when we have great quarterbacks, we always talk about how they're a coach on the field. So sometimes you got to look at it and say, okay, when somebody can perfectly execute your vision, who are you? And we've seen that when somebody can perfectly execute the vision of Bill Belichick, you are an unbeatable team. What happens when things go off the rails? Like it's easy, you know, it's easy to do anything that anybody does in life when it's when when things are going right it's about the opposite side of it and you know you can be the best chef in the world with the best uh, recipes in the world but if nobody that's working at your restaurant can pull off your vision eventually your restaurant's going to close right like that just feels like what we're seeing right now so they should have known that i mean nick saban is such a close personal friend of bill belichick they had an opportunity for insight into mac jones that most people wouldn't so you can't draft that kid unless you think and he is like Brady, that he will become that level of student to every single thing, that he has that level of, you know, that edge to him, that ability to execute on the field and the ability to be that guy in the locker room. Like, if, if you're beholden to having, you know, one of the greatest players of all time execute your vision, you better make sure you've always got one of the greatest players of all time. And I just – I don't think it's that simple. Like, I look, I don't think Andy Reid would be seen as Andy Reid without Patrick Mahomes to a certain level. I think yeah. that's fair. 
But sometimes what we're looking for here is Voltron, man. Like we need all these robots to work together. And you can have Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan and say, you know what? That's a perfect couple. You can have, you know, Bel- Belichick and Brady and say that's a cur- perfect couple. Problem is they, they split up, and now you realize that individually neither of them is, were as good as they were with the sum of the parts. Uh, college football, Fitzy, I just want to get your gauge in terms of where we're at now. Which of these other undefeateds would give, do you feel the most confident about, would give Georgia – uh, the you know the best game maybe even be Michigan Ohio State you got Florida State's in there you know Oklahoma now is there another team that you'd feel as confident in terms of your chances of beating Georgia uh, uh, in terms of what's left of the mix? I want to say Michigan because frankly it's Michigan and they're six and zero but like Michigan hasn't been tested at all mm-hmm. right like at least Ohio State went into Notre Dame and got a win right like I think there is some while Notre Dame now looks like they're free falling. I don't know that we can take away what it meant to go into Notre Dame and get a win. At least Florida State has, you know, significant wins on their resume. If I'm looking for proof of concept, the hardest part about the college football landscape right now is I don't think any of us can really know who the top four teams are because Georgia's now played one complete football game, and it was a total butt-whooping. I respect it, but, man, do I really think that Texas on a a neutral field played Oklahoma 20 times? Does that game end that way 20 times? I I don't know. So I think right now there's just a bunch of teams that are trying to prove – you know, where they belong. I just don't want any of us to sleep on Washington or Oregon. Like right now, if I had to pick a team that I thought could compete in every possible way against Georgia, I'm picking either of those teams because Mm -hmm. both of them are capable of playing absolutely physical defense. They are capable of manhandling the line of scrimmage. And both of them have quarterbacks that are capable of going off. Michael Penix Jr. is a different player than he was at Indiana right now. And he's absolutely playing at an epic level. Like if I was an AP voter, I'd be hard-pressed not to have Washington as a top two or three team right now. Yeah. Hey, Fitz, you're the best, dude. Appreciate the time every Thank week, you, as always. Appreciate you, boys. Monday Night Football still stinks, but the Raiders are going to win. That's right. That's right. Thanks, bro. Thanks, man. He is Jason Fitz. Uh, I, I, Much I, to your chagrin if they do. Yeah, I, I just don't. Uh, I just don't really. I, I just don't really. You know, I, 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 just, I watch it. I, I, uh, I observe it. I don't really root for it. Uh, Georgia really uh, just put their D on the table against Kentucky, didn't they? Yeah, but but Fitzy's absolutely right. They're coming into that game. They really have played no one either, yeah. or done anything super impressive. Like you had a you know you escaped out of Auburn twenty seven twenty, but UAB, South Carolina, Ball State, UT Martin, like a bunch of cupcakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to his point, but they it was thorough. Oh, it was thorough. And I don't know, man. I don't know if I trust. I don't, I'm still not ready to trust those Pac twelve teams against the uh, SEC, baby. When, I mean, when how many all, times do we have to see it before you know, we understand? You know, I I do like Penix. He's yeah. a, I think he's a stud. Yeah, I'm just not. Uh, y'all can y'all. But can, I don't know about their defense against y'all. Can, you know, y'all can offenses. slip on that banana, not me. Pac-12 uh, is having a hell of a year though. They are. They are. Uh, you know, I I kind of swan song year. I like Oregon a little better this weekend than I do Washington. I don't uh, even know who those teams have. I didn't have all that. I'm just looking at the rankings. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I thought I watched the whole game uh, against Kentucky. I, Kentucky always does that, though, right? Like they did it last year when they went up against Tennessee. They were feeling good going into that game, and they just got freaking handled. They when they when they step up in weight class, they always get knocked right back down, you know. Uh, and I thought it was like a it's like, it was it was like just the all time best spot ever for Georgia, right? Because they're everybody's down on them. They they hear what you're saying, yeah, and play nobody didn't look good against anybody. Here comes in this good feeling Kentucky team that's back in the top 25. Everybody likes, and then they just beat the hell out of them. It was never close. Uh, it it was just like up, 
and down the field. Kentucky's frustrated. They're picking up dumb penalties. Like, it was uh, – it was, I think the word you used was perfect, thorough. In no way, shape, or form did Kentucky have any advantage over Georgia in any part of that game at any time. Uh, so, yes, that was uh, – Back out of the top twenty-five with you. You you mentioned Washington, Oregon this weekend. Then, then they get you know Washington gets USC in a few weeks on the fourth of November. So we'll, it, it's going to work. It we'll figure it out pretty quick here in the Pac-12. Yeah, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, if any one of those teams are worthy. Yeah. Because so, USC's defense tells me it's not, and then we'll see who comes out of that Oregon Washington game. Is yeah. Thing. Definitely. Um, so anyway, that's. Uh, there you go. That's the uh, deal with Jason Fitz. Appreciate him as always. Should be a decent weekend. Should be a decent weekend of uh, of college football. Um, so looking forward to it. Uh, we'll come back. Wrap this thing up here on a Monday. Jason and John, I'm trying to pin ESPN. To the Jason and John Show, live from the Tops Barbecue Studios on Memphis's Sports Station, 929 FM ESPN. Robert Irwin Jewelers has been in business for 46 years. So for over 46 years, Memphians have trusted Robert Irwin Jewelers to help celebrate. Their most cherished moments. Whatever it may be. Fine jewelry, expressing your love, creating memories, treasuring moments that last a lifetime. And right now, they're going to be having a 46th anniversary sale coming up. You can come on in, see Howie, experience what it means to buy the RIJ way. That means get the meant to be guarantee. Get the free ring, ring sizing for life. Get the diamond trade up. Get your jewelry bright and sparkling like the day you bought it. Robert Irwin's free jewelry spa service for life. Nobody else is looking out for you for a lifetime the way that Robert Irwin Jewelers is. Get out there today. Engagements, anniversaries, birthdays, congratulations. I love you. I'm sorry. Sometimes us men, we're in that I'm sorry boat. You can do it with the perfect gift from how he's been doing this a long time. And during the 46th anniversary sale, save on engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond earrings, diamond pendants, gemstone jewelry, and gold chains and bracelets. He's got it all. Robert Irwin Jewelers. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Locations in the Memphis area and Little Rock, Arkansas, or online at rijewelers.com. Yeah. Uh, appreciate Jason Fitz for joining us there uh, in that last segment. Um, we got uh, Monday Night Football tonight as we talked about uh, the news with this game. For those of you who are wondering, I know it's a big one for a lot of people. And it's, what's interesting is that like, uh, even though the Raiders are favored, ESPN's matchup predictor has Green Bay as a 56% favorite, which is interesting. Like, they, like, and, I, and obviously, I trust, I, I trust the market more than I trust the ESPN. The, like, ESPN's metrics are notorious for being wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like the kiss of death there. That's so off from market here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no Aaron Jones tonight for Green Bay, and I do think that is a that is a big loss for them because. The Raiders are not going to give up the big play, which is where Christian Watson would come in. They've been really good against the big play like that, and they've been less good against the underneath stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where a guy like Aaron Jones would really eat, I feel like. And A.J. Dillon is not nearly as equipped to do. He's just not that guy, right? He's not nearly as elusive or fast. Um, 
So I think this is probably, you know, I leaned Packers initially when I thought Aaron, because all week long, Aaron Jones was practicing. They've had 11 days off. Like, you just kind of thought he'd be ready to go. He played against the Lions. And and apparently, I don't know if there's been a setback or they're just looking at the bye week, give them a full two weeks off. But um, it doesn't sound like uh, Aaron Jones is going to go tonight. It's crazy because that happened on a touchdown run. Mm. Uh, and he was just, you know, uh, full sprint. Probably could have led up much earlier because uh, there was nobody in sight. Uh, and the fact is, those hamstring injuries, we know, they can linger. Mm-hmm. And I thought it looked like, based on last week, that they had brought him back too soon. So, uh, again, didn't have an eye on him in practice, but uh, assumed that it was building back to the point it was least strong enough. So it's a, it's a blow. Certainly, you're, you're just not as dynamic with A.J. Dillon and, and Big Pat. Uh, Patrick Taylor, former Tiger football uh, stud running back, you're just not as dynamic in that backfield with those two. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a tough blow for my Raiders under. There's no doubt about it. I'm just disgusted. I have a few that look good. Falcons over eight and a half is looking good. They're three and two. They should find a way to oh, nine. Yeah. yeah. Patriots under seven and a half, done. Oh, that's done. Lock. Uh, then you get into some interesting ones. Commanders and Raiders, both under six and a half. <sighs> close. Got to be close. Big night for you tonight. Commanders and Falcons play this week. I need the Falcons to, to, to win. If they don't win, I, I'm in I'm gonna be in shambles, cause uh, that's that's just a, that's the worst possible outcome. You couldn't have been expecting Bears win over Commanders. We really did a no, thing. No, that, that, that was huge. Yeah. That a, was huge. What a lovely win for you. And if and if the Falcons take care of business, then I really think it's gonna go into free fall here for the Commanders. So I don't know. That's what I'm rooting for this week. It's gonna do it for us. Thanks to uh, Jason Fitz for joining us on the show today. Gino and Jeffrey are up next. Don't miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.